YFM is back again, and today we have Cosmic Peach here. Say hey to the people. Say hey, hey, hey. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. It's been great and, you know, good to have you come on to talk about TradWise with us today. But first, uh, tell the people about your podcast, where they can find you, and all of that cool stuff. Thank you so much. Yeah, I have the Cosmic Peach podcast, and I am a conspiracy theory podcaster. So a lot of the views that I have on things are more controversial. But I really started my podcast because I want to take people outside of the tiny little box of reality that they're living in and maybe just question what you've always believed in. And I'm... uh you know, covering a wide variety of topics, but I'm on Apple and Spotify, and I have a YouTube channel. So wherever you listen to podcasts, I'm there. And if you're feeling frisky and you want to just have your mind blown, um, go check out the Cosmic Peach podcast. One of the most famous trad wife TikTok influencers on the internet said that per... Her thoughts, trad wives is a lifestyle that is a return to a model of the family that was common in the 1950s. The -hmm. husband goes to work and the wife stays at home to be to do the domestic work, which is very important. Williams said that's her name. Her name is Esty Williams. She said that trad wives aren't attempting to dismantle women rights to work, but that this is a choice made by individual women who believes a wife's role is to be the homemaker. So first thing we want to talk to you about is what is the dynamics in your household, if you wouldn't mind sharing? Yeah, so I, you know, I'm married. We've been together for six years, but this will be, we've and we've been married for one year and like three months or something like that. But if anyone asks me, I'm like, we've been together for like seven years. Yeah, right. Uh, so, um. He works, he makes way more money than I do. He works at an Air Force base, so he has a very good job. And so he was, dad uh, he was in the military? The, he's not actually in the military. He's like does the civilian type of work for them. He puts the airplanes together. Wow. And his dad does that too, and that's kind of, it's like generational. They've always worked at that Air Force base and That's cool. Yeah, it's fantastic and he loves it. But of course, there's no way I could make what he makes with my background because I did hair forever long, which makes mm-hmm. really good money, but I can't use my experience like working in a salon and be like, I want to work for the government now. So mm-hmm. uh, we always did have a big discrepancy in how much I made and how much he made. And he never said anything to me about it, but we had kind of decided that he was going to pay all the bills. Mm-hmm. And I was going to take care of whatever was going on with me, my car payment, my car insurance, wherever I worked, I'd get insurance through them. Mm -hmm. And we have separate bank accounts. We'd never see each other's money. All I know is that he pays the bills and whatever I need, I take care of on my own. And that is really different from a lot of married couples they usually have one bank account both of the uh, husband and wife are on the debit card and credit cards so um 
And it might just be, some people don't believe in this stuff, but he's a Leo. I'm a Sagittarius. We're both fire <laughs> signs. We're both like, fuck you. I'm going to do what I want, kind of. So yep. I was like, you land. tell me when I can and can't spend my money that I worked for. And he was like, well, you're not going to do that with me either. And I said, to be honest with you, I don't even want to know where you're spending your money because I'll get pissed off. And yeah. if you knew what I was spending my money on, you'd be pissed off. So it saved us a lot of fights in our marriage, not knowing what the other one is doing with their money. If I want to go to Sephora and spend $200 on stuff I don't need, he doesn't need to know about that. And it makes me happy to have the stuff. So <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with some retail therapy. I was going to say that makes all the sense in the world. I know everybody kind of has like their own thing in their relationships. I don't want to open up a can of worms or anything. You kind of already answered my question when you said um, you don't really care where he spends his money. Um, mm -hmm. So clearly you guys, you guys trust each other that way. But mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know. Do you ever like run out of money and ask him for money or anything like that? Or does he ever ask, um, well, okay, well, what would you do with it? Or why don't you have anything? Like, does anything like that ever happen between you guys? That's a beautiful question. Mm -hmm. And no, because okay. I'm very careful about how I spend my money. So that never happens. I will uh, get to a point where I'm like, oh, I only have like X amount of money left in my account. I should probably like slow up and wait for my next paycheck or whatever. Yeah. And he's the same. He, he's very frugal. So he never runs out of money. But I've rarely ever asked him, like, maybe I had a flat tire or something and I didn't have enough in my account to, like, cover the whole price of the tire. And he was like, well, I'll help you out, no problem. Mm -hmm. But we never really do that. And he's addicted to Best Buy. And yeah. he's <laughs> on the phone with stuff. Like, I can't tell you how many TVs we have just, like, stacked up in the garage because he just, I it was on sale. It was on Black yeah. Friday. And I wanted to get this new TV. And I was like, why? Not my money. Don't care what he does with his money. If he wants to go out and buy a new TV, that's fine. But don't ask me about, like, all the hair stuff and makeup stuff and all that mm -hmm. that I buy. And we really don't. We're super good about that. That brings up a good question for me. I just thought about you talking about that. So since you, you know, make less, do you feel like you have to cook and clean and all of that type of stuff around the house? Do you think it's your duty since you make less and he pays the majority of the bills? Mm -hmm. That's, uh, yeah, thank you for asking. I think that we have, um, you guys are going to think it's so freaking weird, but we have like reverse roles because mm -hmm. he comes home from work and he cooks every single night. He loves to cook. If okay. he could be like Gordon Ramsay, he would do it in a heartbeat. <laughs> That's so, dangerous. Yeah. So, yeah, they got like one yeah. of those kind of, you know, flip relationships. Yeah. Yes. He mm, absolutely good, loves to cook. And it's great for me because he says like, I don't season food properly anyway. Oh, <laughs> so... <laughs> He's not oh. eating anything I make for sure, mm -hmm. but he has a passion for it. He wanted to go to culinary school, but his dad was like, no, come on. Like, you go know where the, you, yeah. you're going to end up. And he was like, yeah, you're right. So he, he cooks all the time and I will buy him stuff to help him cook. I bought him a smoker. I bought him, you know, all the okay. little accoutrements for his cooking habits. But yeah, I clean. <clears throat> 
because he's a messy asshole sometimes and (laughs) (laughs) he'll cook he'll make me a five course meal but then i have like 76 dishes to wash and pots and pans and (laughs) so yeah i still get uh stuck with loading the dishwasher like doing laundry and stuff i do all like the house cleaning because if he did it it wouldn't be up to my standards anyways right so he just lets me do my thing in the house cleaning area he cooks and pays the bills do you think that you're the 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 type of woman that would feel that way though that you because your man made more money than you then you had to do those types of things kind of i guess kind of measure everything out Mm -hmm. i grew up with a mother who was very 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 specific about how our house was kept so Mm. i think that i was raised with certain values as a woman for how I keep not only my house, but like my body and my surroundings Mm -hmm. and personal hygiene, all of that, it kind of goes hand in hand because this is no offense to anyone, but if I go to a a female's house and it's (laughs) disgusting, I wonder what her personal hygiene is like. Right. Yeah, that's I feel that way with the car (laughs) too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I do feel that way about the car too. Yeah, yep, Mm -hmm. yep. Yep, your car, your house, and your body, it's just all a representation of you, so. I change our bed sheets once a week. I do every, like I shampoo our carpets. I'm constantly vacuuming. We have two dogs. You'd never know. There's not a dog hair in sight. I'm very specific about certain things like that. And my husband's mother, the same way. Her house mm-hmm. is immaculate. And she came over to visit us when we were dating and I had just moved in with Zachary and she looked around the house and she was like, I like her. And I was like, okay. Baseboard is clean. I tell you, you can impress the mama with that, boy. If you can cook cook in the kitchen or the house is clean, what? Mama would be like, oh, yeah, she's a keeper. It don't matter what Mm -hmm. you do. Like, if you can keep those two things together, what? Man, you are the one. (laughs) Because, you know, that. I think that, that, that brings up a great point. Our parents, depending on, you know, how you was raised, but just in general, our parents were like that, where, like, the dad would work and the mom might work too, but she would always keep the house clean, make sure it's dinner on the table, take care of the kids. But in my household, my dad really didn't work. He was like a felon. Mm-hmm. He was a felon. I like, you know what I mean? And he um, didn't have a job. He got a job later in his career, but then he got, or later in his life, but he got sick so that he couldn't work for years. So my mom had a job and took care of the kids and took care of the house and cleaned. So Mm -hmm. she was like more of a modern woman. So she was more like a feminist in that way where she had a job and she took care of three kids and she made sure we go to school and she cleaned because her husband was either sick or, you know, he couldn't get a job because of his record. So she was like a trad wife kind of, but without like the label. Mm -hmm. So right. She personally, what is your thoughts about she had to do it? You know, Wayne, I think you came up. Not the same way as me. Can you explain your background, Wayne, when it came to your family? Yeah. So, yeah, my way was kind of the same way. My dad or, you know, my stepdad, I should say, he always worked. Uh, there was some periods when my mom didn't work when she was, you know, pregnant and she took care of our uh, uh, our brothers. Um, 
But but yeah, she was the same way. She ironed my dad's clothes. She cooked. She cleaned. She did the whole everything. Yeah. Helped me with my homework. It just seemed like her day was just always never ending. And I always wondered like how she ever got enough sleep, you know. And I always said like I never yep. wanted that for for myself. I always wanted to like I I say now. I don't want to be with a woman to be a slave. I want to be with a woman because I want us to be in love with each other. I want us to share our lives together, you know? So, like, if you, if I see that you're washing dishes too much, I'll be like, okay, let me go in there and let me do this. So, let me go and wash the clothes. Let me go do something else. I'm not a lazy dude by any means. So, I never want a woman to feel as if she needs to do those things for me, cook and clean. If you want to, that's fine. But I want you to do it because you want to and because you live there, too. Not because you feel like that's what's going to keep a man, you know? Yeah, it's 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 toxic a little bit to think mm. like that. And I think that you have fantastic values. And I have some cousins, if you're single. Um, no, no. That... <laughs> so, I, wish, I wish more men thought like that. It's mm. not so much that I shouldn't ever have to do dishes. But there is a point where you have to understand that just the nature of being a woman is mm -hmm. so much different than being not so concerned with like as a man mm -hmm. there's a lot of pressure put on you to be maybe the breadwinner or whatever mm -hmm. but as a woman it's like i need to look a certain way i need to keep my house in a certain way i need to uh, work to make money or take care of kids or do this or that and there's just layers to that mm. and that's what leads to like mental breakdowns and that, like nervous breakdowns that's such a great point because right from uh psychology today we have pulled up a couple resources to talk more about the trad wives and why uh this may be like a big phenomenon in terms of what's going on with men in general in their high depression and suicide rates that's changed since the 1960s basically mm. from what was said here it says gender norms are such that just about every man thinks he must be tall or at least taller than his wife or female partner earn a high income show no vulnerability have good sense of humor and possess a number of other qualities when men score low on one or more of these measures they often generate feelings of inadequacy Women, too, want these things to earn a high income, be capable of hiding weakness and so on. But they are less likely to feel inadequate on account of not being the alpha type. So I think that us as men, we want trad wives or may force that upon a woman because of our own personal ego and inadequacies, because we was always told that we got to act a certain type of way, be a certain type of way and earn a certain type of money. What are your thoughts about that? Do you think that's realistic? Because I know that's not how it is in your household. Yeah, my husband grew up with a mother who worked a full time job, went to school and uh, took care of three kids and still cooked every night, did all the housework, made her husband's plate for him. And she still does that to this day. When we go have dinner with them, she cooks, cleans, makes uh, my father-in-law's plate first, serves him, then serves herself. And then if he needs something, she will get up in the middle of eating and get it for him. And this is what my husband grew up watching. Mm -hmm. So we had some 
fights and I'm not going to, you know, dance around it. We we fought about that because I was like, I'm just not that type of person. I know right. that's what you grew up watching, mm -hmm. but you're going to have to, you know, realize that's very old fashioned what your mom does and bless her heart. But we can make our own plates, you know, or we can clean together or we can do things as a team and that's okay too and he's gotten a lot better about that but I do think he had unrealistic expectations from looking at his own father mm -hmm. that you know dad pays the bills and dad works really hard and mom kind of caters to dad and that's her role and when we got together I was a a little bit challenging on that point where I was like, I know you have expectations and yes, you do work hard and you work overtime and you're tired all the time and you're a fantastic provider, but there are certain things we can do as a team because even the flip side of that, like women's expectations, he still wants me to go to the gym or he still wants me to look nice when we go out or get my nails done or do this or that. And I still work full time. I podcast pretty much full time too. Uh, I've had sleepless nights trying to edit episodes and do this and that. And, you know, we don't have kids yet, but I got shit going on too. Right. Right. And that wasn't really the main like goal for me and marrying him is like oh he makes so much more money than me and he'll always be able to take care of me mm -hmm. i just fell in love with him as a human being and the marriage stuff came later like what our expectations were of each other so i've been married for five years right uh with my beautiful wife courtney for about seven now and i did not understand what my expectation was of a wife until after I got married and my dumb ass should have knew about that and been talking about it <laughs> in my mind. Cause in my mind I had like a vision, right? So mm -hmm. I told my wife, like we had, we relocated from Cleveland, Ohio to Atlanta. From? You're from Cleveland. I, yes. I, I lived um, on in uh, East Cleveland. Uh, right next to the stadium, like four blocks down from the stadium. You know how it's like that kind of like hooded little yeah, projects you know, with them um, houses. <laughs> you know where MGK is from? Like yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yep, yep. That's where you from? Yeah, I grew up in the, the ghetto. <laughs> yeah, that is the ghetto. I mean, <laughs> yeah. boarded up houses type ghetto. Yeah, like yeah. like mm -hmm. people really on the street, like slinging type ghetto. Like yeah. the good old, like it looks like the Carter outside, New Jack City type ghetto. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That mm -hmm. fucking place is no joke. I had to use, I used to drive out there all the time to survey apartment complexes and those apartment complexes was real trap houses. Like why yes. is trap houses trying to get fucking insurance? Like, I didn't really understand that, but, um, anywho, so we moved from Cleveland to, uh, Atlanta and I told my wife, like, you don't have to work. And then shit got real, real. <laughs> Cause mm -hmm. the, yep. she had a job before and then them bills and that rent started hitting and she yep. ain't like it. She was like, I don't want to see you all this pressure. I don't want to have you working overtime all the time. She was like, I want to get a job. And she was bored of shit. She was at the home cooking and shit like that. And one time I said, damn, you was home all day. And you couldn't cook something. Uh -huh. <laughs> I should never say that. I almost died. <laughs> almost died today. Oh, I was gone. So, you know, I had, uh, I had a different thought process of what I wanted a woman to or a wife to act like to what to do and i evolved my thinking over that and i never even grew up with that that's how my mom was but like 
my dad wasn't really on that type of time. So what do you do you think that this trad wife stuff is like people fighting back to what feminism has done to like our country? It could be, but I also think everybody has an opinion on TikTok and a lot of them are just like, why are you even talking? Like, you just, like, how did you, how did this happen? But the thing is like, similar to what you said, my dad was a drug addict. Um, and he was, he was an asshole and a piece of shit, but he was at one point a really great guy. You know, mm -hmm. I'm sure he was because my mom married him. But he got into, like, fucked up into drugs and stuff. And my mom worked to make sure I had a great life. And I never had any real expectations other than, like, what I said earlier. Like, how I keep myself and how I keep my house. I really didn't know what it would be like to have a husband. Because all I ever saw was my dad, like, slumped over somewhere in a corner high or overdose and all this stuff. It was awful. But... You know, I don't want some crusty-ass white man to make decisions for me. He doesn't represent me. He don't know what the fuck is up and what's going on with me. So in that way, yeah, I do have this maybe a first wave of feminism in me where I'm like, you don't make decisions for me and you don't tell me how valuable I am based on what job I have or how much money I make. Because the essence of women in general is such a spiritual thing where the nurturers were the people who back in the times of antiquity would care for the sick or dying or children, or we were the midwives. We usher life into the world. So you don't, you don't tell me what my worth is based on what nine to five job I have or what role I play in, in my re relationships in society. You don't make those decisions for me. If I want to work, I will. If I don't want to work, that's fine too. I'm just as valuable. And I think that if women have decided in their personal relationship with their husband that they're going to stay home and cook and clean and raise kids and that fulfills them, then that is absolutely 100% perfect and fine. But if a woman does not feel fulfilled in her own spiritual essence without contributing to society, then that is perfect as well because there's been female doctors who have saved people's lives, female attorneys who have uh, helped innocent people not be locked away for the rest of their lives. So it's just, what is your spirit telling you? What do you feel fulfilled by? And don't let some crusty ass white dude tell you what your value is. So yeah, I mean, I'm a first wave feminist, but I think that like with birth control pills and them trying to say, don't worry about your period, just take this pill, you won't get <laughs> pregnant. And then right. it messes your endocrine cycle up, it messes your hormones up. And then you have like women having panic attacks, nervous breakdowns, going into menopause early, being sterile in some cases. And we've just let people who don't know anything about women run women. I do think that there's a difference between um, those that do want to, uh, you know, be a, a homemaker and those that want to be a trad wife and show off for TikTok. You know, I think there's a difference in both of those. Mm -hmm. Do you think the, um, I don't know, this may be kind of a simple question, but do you think like there's a little bit of laziness 
in in maybe the trad wife because now there's a whole thing where you don't have to work you can possibly get paid off of tiktok if you have enough viewers or followers or whatever and now you really that, that is a job kind of in a, in a sense you know so if you make fun of you know the uh other feminists such as yourself and how they look and you know how they're perceived to be um you know that can kind of turn into a job on tiktok but do you think that has a little bit of laziness in it not wanting to um go out and do anything and provide for yourself or for the household um and, and, and just want to talk about those that are different than you yeah there is a huge problem with laziness on all fronts right now especially in these days that we're living in it's like how how much can i do to basically do nothing and get paid everybody's right, like yeah. going after how can i do nothing and get paid yep. let me mm -hmm. see and if you're sensational on tiktok as far as i'm gonna be a trad wife and make fun of other women who have to work all the time and this is gonna be my thing it's so sensational and so um like people are like oh my god it's outrageous they're making money off being sensational and outrageous and it's like a stick at this point it's mm. maybe they don't even feel that way but they have to make it look like they do so they're like if i say the most outrageous offensive crazy shit, i'm gonna get millions of followers whether they like me or don't like me it doesn't it doesn't matter it's just about the numbers yep. and they're making money off kind of engineering how people think about certain topics and i think that's toxic i think that if you're gonna have a tiktok you should use it for betterment of society not dividing people and making people fight amongst themselves or like putting out sensational stuff like that just to get attention or views or likes and at the end of the day for me I'm very careful about what I post on my platform because I believe in karma and I think whatever you put out will come back to you times two. Mm -hmm. So they should really be worried about <laughs> putting that kind of energy into the universe. What are you saying? You're better than people. You're making fun of people. You want people to envy you. You want people to think that you, what you have going on is better than what they have going on. Watch your fucking TikTok get taken off or like there is no TikTok anymore. The whole platform mm -hmm. gets shut down and watch you be having to flip fucking burgers or something, right. bitch, after you don't have any money left. Like, that's crazy. Why would you make fun of other people for having to work? Right. I think that's a normal thing to have a job, you know. Yeah. Um, and I feel like, you know, when we was in World War Two, women had, you know, jobs because a lot of the men were in war. So that right. was like a very common thing. And I think that people, women seeing that they have the ability to go ahead and do that work 10, 12, 14 hours, whatever they was working, working in these damn scrap yards and shit and cutting metal. And then all the men come back and they're like, well, honey, we can't hire you back. But in a lot of cases, a lot of women stayed on a lot of those type of jobs. And I feel like having independence and being able as a woman, no matter what your, you know, how you identify, but if you are a woman having that ability to be able to say, I want to go to work, I want to be independent and I don't want to be connected to no dude. I oh, think that's right. the best part because when you're connected to like a, another person and you rely on them, that's where a lot of shit that people don't talk about that actually happened in those errors really happen. The abuse, 
uh, disposal rate. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Fucking, you can't divorce your husband, even though this guy is physically or mentally abusing you 24-7. You know, a lot of women drinking because they're depressed. The female rate of depression and suicide had dropped significant, significantly since more independent values have been given. You know, and having the ability to have jobs, vote, and all of that type of stuff. So, I feel like the trad wives, I understand where some of them are coming from. Mm-hmm. But I always look at 90% of the people in this world are stupid, right? Yeah. And they're influenced by what the fuck they see on social media. So do you feel like this movement could make women feel like maybe being a feminist is wrong? Yeah. And I should just stay my ass home and get a dude that take care of me? Because I think that is that is regression and it's actually worse I, in the I future. Think so too. I think so too. I think you hit it right on the the main point is the whole social media thing, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, whatever you're on is in a sense highly toxic to people who are easily influenced by other people. If you can't make decisions for yourself, if you let some TikToker make a decision for you or influence how you think, then you've failed yourself. Because you need to come up with your own conclusions on everything. Even like I always end my episodes on my podcast because I do talk about conspiracies. Like make your own conclusions. Do your own research. Think for yourself. Don't let someone else think for you or make decisions for you. Don't trust me just because I said it. You need to trust but verify everything I say. And if you want to follow one of these people on TikTok and let them influence how you think about yourself or your relationship with your husband or even a potential future husband, then you failed yourself because you might miss out on someone who you would be completely and totally in love with who needs you to be another working part of the family structure so Mm -hmm. you guys can live. And not just live, but like enjoy life. You need to have a certain amount of money to enjoy life, to go out, to eat, to go on vacations, to do certain things. So you need to be an active participant in that. Like if you're a basketball wife and your freaking husband is whoever, you know, that's different. (laughs) But if you're with a normal man who has a normal job and who needs help, like, hey, you know, Maybe I can pay all the bills and maybe I can do most of the financial stuff in our household. But if you worked, it would make it easier for us to take vacations or to do extra things like that. And you're like, oh, well, yeah, maybe I should work to be a part, an active part of our relationship as far as like the financials go. And that's kind of how me and my husband are. He could make it on his own. I could probably make it on my own, but I'd be eating ramen a lot. You know, (laughs) we work together to make a better life for each other. Mm -hmm. And it's different for every marriage, but that's that's how our marriage works. Because that leads me to uh, another topic we were going to talk about. So, um, so, Julia, you know, your husband fairly well. Do you think if the roles were reversed or the shoes were on the other foot where you were making the most money? um, Do you think that would take a hit on his ego or personality? Or do you think things will still be the way that they are in your house now? Um, I think my husband's like an alien or something sometimes because he was (laughs) like, (laughs) 
if your podcast is really successful, I'd be happy to be a home husband or whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> the same thing I telling my wife. Go yeah, ahead, baby. Right. Go to school so I can stay my ass yeah. home. I'm podcasting twenty four fucking seven. <laughs> yep, that's what he said. He was like, "I'll I'll have dinner ready the second you walk through the door. I'll have this house spotless." I was like, "It probably won't be spotless, <laughs> but it'll be clean. I'm sure." But no, he's so supportive of whatever I decide to do, which is great about him. Not saying that he's perfect, because God knows, like, we still get into it about random stuff all the time. Yeah. But he he's never, maybe, again, it's because he's a Leo, but he's one of, he's confident to a fault sometimes mm. in his own self like sometimes i'm like can can you give me a little bit of that confidence because i need it can i take like 10 percent of your confidence and like <laughs> i i question everything i do all the time i'm like i'm not good at anything or blah 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 and he's like um i don't like people talking shit about my wife including my wife you better stop saying all that stuff and you know you're great and all this but he would be more than happy to stay home and play Call of Duty all day yeah. while I had like a full time podcasting, <laughs> like whatever it is. So uh, I do think that my brother in law, though, my sister's husband, would be absolutely destroyed if the roles were reversed in their marriage because okay. his sole function in their marriage is to be the provider. Mm. So that would take away his identity. So does she work in a That's household? That's a good point. She works and he works, but at, there was a point for like 15 years where she didn't work at all. And just mm. recently she's decided that she wants to work again because um, there's no kids in the house. So she doesn't have anything to do. She's bored and she wants to work. And he's fine with that. But there was like 15 years where she didn't work at all. And so if the roles were reversed and he was like, I'm going to retire or something, we always laugh because we're like, no, you wouldn't. You would find something to do. You would still like be hustling in some type of way. And he was like, yeah, probably. But that is for men, a lot of men, not all, but a lot, that is their identity, being the provider. So per studies of a suicide note, so there was this um, this book that just came out. I think it's called A Voice of, to Men. Mm -hmm. um, not like the, the group, but it's like, you know, <laughs> it was a book that's done by a doctor. And um, his point was, was this. Per studies of suicide notes that they have found, the key words are useless and worthless. Yeah. So do you feel that the change in the traditional family structure, right? Man, go to work, woman stays at home, have led to men feeling more useless and worthless? Uh, well, I think that our society has been engineered for men and women to think a certain way about themselves, even yep. down to like the most insignificant parts of the function that men and women provide. And that's awful because just because you're a woman you shouldn't feel like you have to do certain things just because you're a man you shouldn't feel like you have to do certain things but there are things that i can do as a woman that he will never be able to do there are certain things as a man that he's able to do that i will never be able to do and that's the balance and what society has done is say if you don't fit in this box you're worthless and useless 
So if you deviate even a little bit, you start questioning your worth as a human being because society has said this, this, and this is what you should do or should be. So even like with my own marriage, we go outside of those boxes all the time where I say thank you if he helps me clean the house. And, you know, as yeah, a woman, yeah. sometimes I think like, mm -hmm. why do I say thank you? Right. You live mm -hmm. here too, asshole. Mm -hmm. Like you ate <laughs> off these dishes too, asshole. Like, and I I'm feel saying, bad about thank that too. You. Mm -hmm. you know, and I'll yeah. be like, if I see him, you know, cleaning up something around the house, I'll be like, oh my God, thank you for doing that. And he'll and he'll be like no problem and, and sometimes i'm like yeah you dick like <laughs> <laughs> but you know how did how did we get to that point where i'm thanking him for cleaning his own house or thanking him for cleaning up his own messes or thanking him for flushing the freaking toilet after yeah. he goes to the bathroom i'm oh, like yeah. come on what how did we get here and it's society it's a societal issue hold on so one quick second Okay. Wayne, hold up. We have two bathrooms in my apartment. Mm-hmm. We my wife has the ensuite. I have the guest bathroom, right? <laughs> yeah. Similar to up here. We talked about that. This shit was established. It should be in the damn lease. But every time <laughs> I turn around, her ass sent her cheeks on my toilet. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's not gonna be flushed. Yeah, it might not be the cleanest thing in the world because I thought it was for me and I have a certain <laughs> level of dirt tolerance that I can take. You know what I'm saying? I know when it's getting oh out of control. Oh my God, you sound like my <laughs> husband. He'll be like, my germs are my germs or like whatever. And he's like, there's a level. Of... And I said, listen, when your mom comes over, she's using the guest bathroom and she's going to think I'm gross because you right. got that bathroom tore up. <laughs> so... And then I'll see him in there, like, wiping it down or something. And, oh, thank you, honey, for making sure there's not shit on the toilet for when people come over. <laughs> that's different. And when people come over, that's different. Like, <laughs> when this is me and you for two between. weeks straight, of course. <laughs> but, yeah, we always had that battle. And she would text me pictures from the toilet being like, I'm tearing up your bathroom. That's, that's crazy. Rude. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> that's disrespect to another level. Yeah. No, my husband will be like, do not spray your hairspray anywhere in the bathroom, like his bathroom. And I'm like, I think the hairspray is is not a big a deal as what you do in there. <laughs> it gets on everything. Y'all don't notice it, but you have this uh, little gotta... like wax over all types of sh shit. <laughs> Go ahead, I Wayne. Disagree. I know you don't agree. Gotta... Yeah, no, I got to disagree. I don't know. I, I guess I'm just that one man in the world. I don't know what the hell every other man is doing in the bathroom. <laughs> To where it looks like that when they get out i don't know what's going on or what's coming out but i make sure the toilet is flushed y'all just must hit it one time and leave out there sometimes you got to do it two times i don't well, think, man. You know it, it's like it's, they well i'm saying they it's like my husband <laughs> pees in the dark all the time or something because mm -hmm, it's like yeah. How did P get over here? Like I don't even know how the trajectory. It's like his P comes out as like a like a it, yeah, sprayer it for sometimes. the flowers or something. Sometimes, it's sometimes like it does. It depends on the day and it depends on yeah. the activity before you went to the bathroom. Oh my god! And we can talk about this on a whole nother <laughs> episode, but trust me, it's a. It, my wife always used to complain about that. Be like, "What the hell is going on? Why?" I'm like, "Well, we don't usually sit down. That's the problem." So you know, it depends if it's a left day, a right day. Anyway, so 
Uh, we had a whole yeah, episode no. with uh, that Wayne suggested where we talked about dirty wash rags. And I know this is not about yeah. trade wise, but this is a quick <laughs> yeah. question. That's a quick question for you because I want to see where you at with it. So mm -hmm. the way I clean is I have a wash rag, right? Do we take a shower? Face, take a bath. For my body. Yeah. Take a, mm -hmm. Taking a shower. Taking a shower. And I also have one of them scrubby things, you know, the little mm -hmm. poof ball scrubbies. Okay. So, you know, I wash my face. Wash my body, whoop de whoop, bring it out, leave it there, go about my day. No. <laughs> so you, thank you, thank you, thank you. No. Thank you. Okay, we Julia. With all due respect, with all due respect, Julia. Okay, so look here. With all due respect, how do you take a bath? How do you shower? Because I know your husband gonna be hearing this. So I want him to think that we, you know, we on some weirdo <laughs> shit. But how right. do you? How do you take a shower? I want you to tell us, please. Yeah, so he accused me of being on some white people shit about how I take a shower. <laughs> and it turns out that it's not white people shit, that he's just a dirty motherfucker. Yep. And he would get in the shower with his rag and he would like wash his face with the rag first and then do like his whole body. And he has a poof too for like his back and stuff. And then he would wring it out and collect them in the corner of the shower for like a week. There'd be like six rags stacked up in the corner. And I was like, you got your ball smell on those rags. You got your ass smell on those rags. And you just stacking them up in my temple. And this is where mm -hmm. I clean myself. And this is not okay. And he works on airplanes. So when he comes home, he yeah. legit smells like a dead body or something. Yeah, he's and working on that shit. Right. Metal and shit yeah. everywhere. <laughs> Like airplane sealant and stuff and it's Ooh. just like a drag stink mm. and he doesn't do that anymore because i've i had like a me mental breakdown over it but when i get in the shower it's like a whole ritual you know mm. hair face body i have my i have a rag and then i have the poof ball and then i have exfoliating gloves that i put on it's oh, like a whole thing okay. That's yeah nice. so he was not about to tell me the the rags stacked up in the corner were gonna stay. I would have thrown all the rags out so he he couldn't use them. So you use one rag and you after you're done taking a shower, you know, you go ahead and put that rag into the dirty laundry and then the next time you take a shower you get another rag. Absolutely one hundred percent yes. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know listen a rag and it be any type Thank of you. reusable. Thank you. Hey, you I'm the dirtiest motherfucker on the planet. Oh, no. That's all good. You, <laughs> listen, you do not have a washer and dryer in your hands. You cannot wring out a towel and think that you can reuse it again. That is disgusting. It needs to go in the bin to be washed again. That's gross. Now, you said that your husband like would use a towel and hang it up in the side. So he would use like one towel every time he used the shower, right? He So like his drying towel? Oh no, no his towel is fine. Your washcloth, yeah, washcloth. Yeah. Okay, yeah. His the um, <laughs> I have bought a mega pack from like Ross of like sixteen rags, yep. mm -hmm. and they're, they're great ones. They're great, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and mm -hmm. he likes the little thin ones because they're kind of exfoliating. <laughs> you know, they've been through the washer <laughs> one too many times. They're kind of scratchy. Yeah, they. <laughs> so. 
I make sure I wash them like with bleach and everything and put them in the dryer and then I fold them up and I have a little rack next to the shower with all the rags lined up and he gets his rag, gets in the shower, does his thing and then he rings it out and puts it in the dirty clothes and then the next time he takes a shower he gets a new rag. Gets okay. it. I had to make it very easy for him to follow my process because right. if I was just going to be like get in the cabinet and get a new rag every time he wouldn't do it. So I had to put a little little shelf right next to the shower so he could get his rag and get in every single time. Um, but he was not up to my standards <laughs> when we first met. And I've just tried to make it very easy for him to do so. Okay. okay. So, Wayne, okay. first of all, this is not no white people shit. Because Wayne told me this before we even had this conversation. So you can tell your husband that the big mm -hmm. homie Wayne on the YFM podcast it is been on that type of shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, and Absolutely. No. He grew up and in all, a very African-American place. Yeah, yeah. I've never learned that anything, anything that he doesn't want to do is white people shit. So <laughs> I'm just so sick of it at this point. He'll be like... I told him that head and shoulders was not appropriate for his hair, that he needed to use shampoo first, then conditioner, and then like a leave-in treatment. And he was like, that's white people shit. Now he's all about it. And I told him <laughs> moisturizing after you get out of the shower is not white people shit. Now he loves yeah, that's it. A must. Yeah, I told that's him, a must. like, so it was just he's his a black man he doesn't know the moisture I think, see i think it's woman everything that he's saying is white people shit is actually women shit because that's what you learn <laughs> yeah. when you get like when so i used to have like an itchy back and i would take a shower and i'll be itching like a motherfucker and my wife would be like did you wash it back i'm like yeah you know what i mean i wash my back but it itch uh, it's like hell and she was like are you putting lotion on your back? I was like, well, I can't fucking reach my back to put lotion on it. What the fuck are you talking about? She was like, no, stupid. Are you like, like, are you, you know, putting oil or something on your body and then wiping it off or putting oil on you so you can be, you know, moisturized? And I was like, the fuck are you talking about? So she had to teach me that. She taught me about, I was with him too. I would use the, um, the old spice and I just put that shit on my head. And no. then just <laughs> Smelling like an old man, boy, walking down the oh, street. Oh, my God. No, no. You learn That's... so much. So... You learn so much when you get, like, with a woman and she just look at your ass and be like, you fucking up. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. And see, you know what? No woman, no woman has ever had to teach me that. That's why I think, like, I'm such a weird old guy. Because I've been doing that since I was, like, 12, 13, 11 years old. Like, Did I, you, your mom yes. teach you? Well, yeah, yeah. You it's, you get okay. out the shower, so you, you moisturize, you put your lotion on and everything. Yeah, absolutely, you know. And I honestly, about the whole towel thing, like my whole family, we use the same towel for the f next few days or, or whatever. And it would always be hanging up in the shower. And for some reason, I thought that it would be like, you know how you wake up, you take a shower that, that night and next morning you wake up and you just kind of get a towel, you wipe your face off, whatever. I thought those were, that, those were that's what those uh, towels were. But no, they were just using the towels. I didn't. I was like 25 years old when I found out everybody was using the same towel like every single day to wash their ass with. I'm like, that is absolutely disgusting. That is disgusting. So when he man. told me that, I got myself a little bit of pack because we had a whole me and my wife had a whole conversation about it, and yes. I was just like, Wayne said we gross and I, we got we're gonna have all types of cancer and fucking yeah. bacteria in our yeah. butt. So I was just like, I right, cool. Get pneumonia up <laughs> see, see. So I don't want none of those problems. So I bought a whole pack. 
of a bunch Good of them job. shits. From I think I bought mine from uh, was it Ross or was it the other one? It's like two of Marshalls. It's all the same. Yeah, it's all the same Marshall's shit. So Ross, yeah, yeah, Home Goods. So I just change I just change them out. It ain't no big deal. I know the difference. We do have way more like laundry now ever since we had that conversation with Wayne. So Damn. my wife gets mad at me because I put a load in during the middle of the week and nobody puts the fucking clothes up. <laughs> Until the weekend, so yeah. just shit in the closet. <laughs> it's a little fucked up, you know. So thanks a lot, yeah. Wayne. Appreciate that. But you're welcome, man. I'm, I'm glad we had that conversation. We we have a lot more laundry now too because I use a rag every day and he uses a rag every day. Yep. So it, it's kind of dope. I don't care. I will wash and wash and wash <laughs> just so we have a level of cleanliness going on. Even with our hand towels, like you wash your hands, you dry your hands on the hand towel. I wash those and change those out once a week too, because mm-hmm. I just am weird about that. Like if someone comes over and they're, we're all drinking whatever, and then they go to the bathroom and then they leave, I'm immediately, I feel like the whole bathroom needs to be cleaned. Toilet, hand yeah. towels, everything mm-hmm. needs to be replaced and removed because I don't know where you've been. Don't wear your shoes in my house neither. Like there's just a level of stuff that needs to be happening for me to be happy. He thinks I'm high maintenance, but no, I think a lot of that is no. kind of common sense. You know, you take your shoes off when you go to somebody's house and then it'd be like, oh, no, you don't have to do that. Then that's different. But is this one of those things that you just automatically do? I think I that do I think it depends on where you grew up, because where I grew up. So I'm originally from Delaware. So where I'm from, even though Delaware is like the fucking country of the East Coast, mm-hmm. it's actually the city. So where I lived at. So it was like row houses and shit. I don't know um, if you ever seen like pictures of Philadelphia, the inner city of Philadelphia. That's kind of how, where I'm from. That's what it looks like. So our houses were already fucked up and they was built in like the 1910s. So like we walk in the crib, like you got on Tim boots. You don't give a fuck. (laughs) Just walk all over the house. (laughs) Unless it's grandma's house. Cause the grandma going to beat your ass and everything had plastic on it anyway. So you're not really touching Mm -hmm. shit. So it just depends on where you grew up. And that's why I think like, Having parents that, like, teach you how to be an adult is so important. And I don't think this trade wife shit would exist if more of us grew up with parents that was just like, yo, this is how you wash your body. This is how you clean your house. This right. is how many times you clean your house. This is how you mm-hmm. fucking cook. And it's like, you know, my parents was focused on that and had the time to show you. Because I don't think a lot of kids now know how to be adults. Certainly, men, mm, and that's why they feel their babysitter too. Exactly, so they feel worthless. They feel useless when they don't make as much money as women. And I think a big part of it as well is that people are not teaching young men how to talk to women. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. And they grew up watching shows like I don't know how old you guys are, but I certainly grew up watching shows where they portrayed women in a certain role and men in a certain role and you grow up thinking like absolutely i want to be like that family that i grew up watching on tv i want to have that and then when it doesn't work out in real life because that's not real life you're you think that you're like you said either you don't know how to conduct yourself in a relationship or you feel worthless nope it's a major problem it's so have a little bit more statistics here. So we, I was looking up some data 
regarding like suicide rates because i wanted to know like why is people saying that like you got your andrew tates in the world you have your kevin samuels of the world these people that are like women should play this particular role and the reason why like men are feeling less than is because women are like very different than what it used to be before and men feel like they can't get a woman they can't talk to a woman they feel inadequate they feel less than right so liver king i don't know if you know who that is but liver oh, king God, was that yeah. big giant motherfucker that used to eat liver raw and tell men to eat liver and you gotta be like a hunter gatherer type shit all of that is to put the woman back in the cave and had a man out there mm -hmm. fighting fucking mm -hmm. beast and shit that's what all of this is mm -hmm. so last year we seen suicide rates increase from the years before to forty eight thousand, mm -hmm. and the suicide rate is 66% white males <laughs> and it's 32% for African-American males. And there's even more disparity in terms of women. So out of those 48,000 deaths, only 9,000 were women, 38,000 were men and young men between the age of 15 to 24 rose by 8% last year. So now, Go, I'm sorry. When you say ahead, last man. year. You mean you mean uh, year 2020? 2021. Excuse me. 2021. 2021. No. Mm -hmm. That's all 2021. Do you think COVID had anything to do with that? Like making yeah. kids in their jobs? All right. So mm -hmm. per this report that I'm reading off, and this is the, uh, let me and by the Washington Post, they actually saw a 5% decline through 2020. So, you know, we hit the pandemic 2019, right, y'all? 2020, 2020, we hit the pandemic. Well, it was, it was like December 2019, yeah, yep. the mm -hmm. whole yeah. 2020. Yeah. Yep, that's when, like, Seattle got real fucked up. Because <laughs> oh, that was yeah. the first, like, state to, you know, first city mm -hmm. to get COVID. Um, so, 2020s, it, it fell by 5%, but then it rose and climbed again in 2021. So the pandemic seemed like it might have had something to do with it with people being stuck in the house, but those numbers kind of did decrease. So it seems like these numbers are continuing to trend up and up and up. And we have more. Well, also, you have to think about inflation. Okay. Right. And but that goes that, that goes into um, pretty much just, you know, not having a job, especially after COVID kind of, you know, went down a little bit. You know, a lot of us didn't have jobs mm -hmm. and a lot of us men, I guess, couldn't be providers. But I say that because I'm one of the people who kind of disagree with these. I'm not a big stats person, if you know, it, it, I, you know, stats are great and all, but, you know, they don't help what I believe, I guess, personally. And so my thing is, I do understand that, you know, manhood as a whole, is, you know, you have to have a great job. You have to be a provider. You have to be a whatever, you know, and a lot of people may have killed themselves because they couldn't provide for themselves and they were too afraid to ask for help or you know to admit that they couldn't just do it anymore they didn't have enough savings or whatever the case is but i also believe that we are also in an age where we get to decide who we are we get to decide on who we want to be we get to decide actually what we want to do with our lives now instead of like you say uh your husband was like yeah i'm going to be in this field and he's you know your dad's like yeah absolutely you're going to be in this field you know a lot of us don't you know have that direction you see what I'm saying? So oh, I really yeah. feel I really feel like I really feel like we don't 
we could do what we want now. So uh, using these statistics, using these percentages, uh, I just think there were a lot of people who just couldn't handle life anymore. And I don't think this is indicative of, of, of you know, men not necessarily just you know not, not having jobs i think it was a lot of other things too like you know being depressed or you know just you know uh, not not being able to come out and be who you really are there's a lot of things that influence people to to want to murder themselves you know but i don't feel like us not knowing how to speak to women or us not knowing how to keep jobs or having i don't know i, I just don't feel like we we that's why we're murdering ourselves you see what I mean? I just think there's other things at play outside of, you know, us not being taught this or not being taught that, if you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I mean, along those lines, like I know there were, were a lot of local businesses here in Oklahoma that when COVID hit, they went bankrupt and they were family businesses that had been in people's families for like generations and they went bankrupt. And um, I know two for sure that did kill themselves. And mm, that's so sad. Um, <clears throat> COVID was like a weird awakening we were caught with our pants down as a mm -hmm. nation as a you know country and it forced you to look in the mirror at some things that were going on in your personal lives in your professional lives and some people couldn't cope with that and did kill themselves but you lock two people in a house for weeks on end you find out a lot about your marriage you find out a lot about how you your interpersonal skills um, and you know, when you're working full time and he's working full time and you don't spend a lot of time together, there's not really a lot of time to argue, but both of you lost your jobs. You're in the house together, totally stressed out. Where are we going to get money? You realize the, what the problems are in your marriage. If you made it through COVID and you guys are still together, get married. You can make it through anything. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, yep. I think a lot of times, and my husband makes fun of me about this all the time. I'll say like, I'm having a panic attack. And he said, I didn't grow up in a family where you were allowed to have panic attacks. Yeah. If something crazy was going on in your life, you needed to just figure out how to get through it. And you need to push on and keep moving on. You don't just shut down and life is over. But I don't think a lot of people were taught those skills. Yes, your life is falling apart, but what are you going to do now? You right. can't just murder right. yourself or you can't just crawl in a fetus position until, you know, somebody comes along and saves you. How are you going to save yourself? And a lot of white men, especially, they, they were never taught that because everything's kind of easier for them. Kind of what we were talking about before we started recording was like... We're, we've always been represented we've always been you know the family in the tv show that everybody watches so yep. you have this idea as a white man like this is how my life's gonna go they this my family does this or whatever and then their world is completely thrown up into chaos and they don't know what the fuck to do and they're right. murdering themselves. Mm -hmm. They don't have coping skills. Mm -hmm. I think that that's exactly what my point is, is that a lot of people, certainly younger men, they need to have interactions with the opposite sex or whatever sex they're attracted to. Right. And be able to comfortably talk. Now, with the acceptance of everyone having anxiety, I mean, they sell pills about anxiety on fucking commercials now, like him. Oh. I don't know if you've seen him. That shit is crazy, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, you get a pill and it'll help you with your anxiety. What the fuck? <clears throat> like, I never grew up with anybody talking about anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Same with my you husband. Know. Like, I you never know, heard about that. 
As a white person, all we talked about was anxiety and panic attacks and not being able to cope with reality. And that's a lot of my problem. I used to smoke weed and get really paranoid and be like, I'm having a panic attack. And my husband was like, you're on some weird shit. You need to calm down. <laughs> you need to adjust your state of mind. And being married to him has made me a completely better human being just in general. But you're raised and <laughs> you know if you, anybody else who was raised in a predominantly caucasian family might get this our moms were always having nervous breakdowns our moms were always having panic attacks and anxiety and lacking coping mechanisms and our dads were always like fucked off somewhere doing whatever and my husband was not raised like that there were certain levels you get to where you're about to have like a, a whole nervous breakdown and you you back up and you're like nope gotta keep moving forward mm -hmm. yep, gotta yep. keep pushing on gotta keep the family unit strong gotta keep you know and that's the difference i think is yes you need to learn keeping capable like life skills but you also need to know how to talk to women how what to expect from yourself and the person that you want to spend the rest of your life with and as of right now that's not really being talked about it's kind of what do you do for a living what do i do for a living how much money do you make how much money do i make what are our similar interests and mm -hmm. let's get married but that's right. not gonna make a successful marriage nope. at all you need to know what your husband's gonna do if he loses his job and everything goes to shit and your life is in flames. What is his spiritual foundations? What are his family foundations? What are his core values as a human being? Does, how does he treat you? How does he treat himself? Mm -hmm. That's what makes a successful marriage. See, Because even if he lost his job, I would pick up the slack. Right. And he knows that. And that's what makes a strong marriage. I really love that thought process. And I think that that is something that we are saying now. And I think it's something that needs to be shed, like spread to the people. Instead of it just mm -hmm. being like, oh, women ain't shit. Women, they want these uh, beautiful men that are six, eight and fucking look like The Rock or uh, Jason Momoa and all that shit. Instead of it just being like that. And that's what people are pushing on the Internet, that sensationalism. It should be more along the lines of like, nah, it's not like that, man. Like you need to understand these certain core things about how to be a human. And then when mm -hmm. you come to that person that you want to like meet and you want to do those type of things, how do you communicate and how do you deal with, you know, being broke? And I feel like there is a big difference. And the reason why you see that statistical data about the suicide rates is because white pe white people might have not went through the same thing as black men when they grew Thank up you. with gr black men. We had like, we grew up in houses where the cops got called every fucking weekend or, mm -hmm. or, or, or we grew up in trap houses or we grew up, you know, with one family households. Like we grew up in the struggle. Like you were used to a EBT. You know what I'm saying? Like you used yeah. to food stamps. Food stamps was like the shit, like WIC program and government cheese. Like that's how I grew up. Like on section eight, like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, struggling but like still getting through so when yep. we like poor now or like we have a bad check or some shit happens where we like fucked up on the bills it's just like ah fuck it we're paying when we pay them because we've right. been yep. through it right <laughs> you know what else you had to grow up as a young adult and even now knowing that 
if there's a job you want and Joshua is applying for that job and you are applying for that job, Joshua's probably got a better likelihood of getting the job based on what Joshua looks like. Yeah. So if you don't get the job and you really fucking wanted that job and you were qualified and you probably should be the person who gets the job, how do you cope and move forward and on to the next hustle? We're going to get through it. We're going to find another job. We're gonna... There is such a difference that nobody wants to talk about because it makes everyone uncomfortable that black men and black women or white men and white women have such different perspectives on everything and they don't appreciate what the other one has been through vice versa either yep. way because yep. there's a level of like ignorance and then there's a level of like feeling jaded and they're like we cannot put that on each other but at some point we have to appreciate what the other person i mean white guys are murdering themselves and white women are murdering themselves because they don't have coping mechanisms like you could be sympathetic to that no matter what color you are exactly but it's just right. why the fuck does it make people uncomfortable to talk about that kind of stuff because it's just fundamental to me at this point it's scary it's to, and that's the reason why this doesn't affect yeah. me or wayne as much right because we're black men but it's scary it is scary for me like so go ahead wayne you're letting your soul bear you know what i mean you're letting people mm -hmm. inside maybe it's people that you don't really know well um i think we as human beings already have a problem of 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 not being able to trust people you know just but we're also really so easy to trust people that we first meet you know what i mean so it's like we wait for you to give us a reason to not trust you but we trust you almost automatically so then like you're you're allowing somebody to come into your 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 personal space and you you let them into your brain inside of your 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 inner way of thinking you know and what's going on with you what what pains you what ills you you know and it, it it's making you vulnerable you know that person can use that against you that person can make fun of you about that and you know, and nobody wants to be in that position, you know, and, and I think that's why we kind of keep it to ourselves. And, and unfortunately, I don't know what in society has has made it, for lack of a better word, OK, but we would much rather commit suicide than than lay our souls bare like that. You know, like we yeah. can't just be open and honest with people because they may do something to us or they may use it against us. So why not just commit suicide? Because not being alive is somehow easier than than letting somebody in you know yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it goes back to kind of like that macho man don't ask mm -hmm. for help yep. don't be right. vulnerable and then women are always like constantly in a state of emotional agony and it's like mm -hmm. well, how did we get here you know we need to swap some of that energy yes. you know yeah and i you had said everyone needs to have a black friend so they can gain some perspective <laughs> i 100 percent agree with that and my mother-in-law, before we got married, had kind of sat me down and pulled me to the side and was like, you know, I always thought that Zachary would marry a black woman and this is new for me and she loves me and I love her. But she said, it just worries me because your kids are going to be black and no matter how white you are, when they apply for a job or when they go to school, they're not going to ask what color their mom is. They're not going to care about any of that. And she said, you have to have a strong heart. And she had like this hole and she was kind of like you said, bearing her soul to me mm -hmm. about 
what her expectations were and that she still loves me but this is like a new situation for her it was definitely a new situation for me because I don't I can be sympathetic to what like they they've went through and what my husband has went through but I've never had to go through that so I think she just wanted me to look at the greater grander situation and be ready for whatever could happen and there has been crazy stuff that have happened to us especially as like an interracial couple i think people will see us as oh well he likes white girls or she likes black Mm -hmm. eyes but i fell in love with him 100 percent based on his personality and his core values and i did find him physically attractive (laughs) but that was just like a plus to (laughs) you know everything else that I liked about him. And he's a big nerd. And I'm the thug in the relationship. So, <laughs> I mean, there was no, like, me targeting a certain type. He watches anime. And, like, he's he does all kinds of weird nerdy shit all the time. So I was like, no, he's definitely not your proverbial just type that somebody would be going after i was like a lot of people would not like a lot of the shit that he does i cannot stand his little japanese cartoons i hate them i do not get them either there's man. just I mean, levels for this shit mm-hmm. <laughs> wayne is kind of the same way see that's the thing i think that i totally understand where you're coming from and i think it was so brave for uh your mother-in-law to do that to have yes, that type of absolutely. conversation to uh mm-hmm. that that is exactly what i'm talking about in terms of communicating with people so you can yes. let them know like if your son gets racially profiled or daughter gets racially profiled even though they might have a white mother them cops don't give a fuck like they it don't, can, give, it, a it don't give a fuck right. like they look at you just like as worse as they'll look at your child because they're like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, for lack of a better word, you're a nigga lover. That's the way they look yeah. at it. It's sad and it's sick and it's depraved. But I would say that men, certainly black men and, and white men too, we get, like I said, you need to work. You need to have all your shit together. You need to be funny. You need to be tall and all of this craziness. <laughs> and one thing that I would say is that people look at me and they judge me when me and Wayne first went, met um you know, I had low, like a low cut with him, but now I've grown dreads. Uh, people would look at me like when I was volunteering recently, I had a picture and I was picking up some boxes. I'm volunteering at the fucking Girl Scouts, y'all. <laughs> I'm doing it <laughs> like they have a big like like a big drop, a cookie drop, and they need people mm-hmm. to come and pick up cookies. So I'm up there picking up cookies and my manager got a picture of me and I had like this. You don't want to see me in a dark alley look on my face. <laughs> right? Like, I'm going to walk the other way when I see this black dude walking the oh fuck down the street. God. And she was just like, she was like, yeah, don't mess with James when he's volunteering. And I was like, see, I could take that a different type of way. Like, you're mm-hmm. profiling me because the look on my face might look to you like I'm a thug. But all of that anime shit, I'm a nerd out this fucking world. Like, I might wear chains and I might rap and I might do all of that shit. But I'm still a nerd too, and Wayne, yes. no, I could talk about all that, all that comic book shit. Yes. I could, I, we can talk for 17 hours about he that loves shit. Marvel too. Yes. Oh my oh, god. Yeah. See, he asked for Christmas. He wanted these vans that had like the one piece design on them, and mm-hmm. I yeah. got him in, in like two different colors. And he wants like 
all the, he loves, and he does not want them, like, in English. He wants them dubbed and, like, to read the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And we get in arguments all the time because he'll be, like, on his phone or half asleep while he's watching anime. And I'll say, can you please put it on mute or something because I hate listening to this and you're not even reading it anyways. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, he's like, yeah, no, yeah. I'm watching it. I'm like, how can you be reading the screen and on your phone at the same time? Like, we get into arguments about that stuff all the time, but... That's, He's a heat yeah. Loves Jays, loves chains, loves going out, loves all of that, and I, it's just you can't put people in boxes. You can't at all. Period. Yeah, you cannot exactly. Put people exactly. In boxes. Mm-hmm. You cannot. You yeah. cannot. And that's the thing. We try to we try to uh, break people down and identify them by what we see as our key markers. Mm-hmm. That's more right. of like a psychological way that we judge people, right? Your stereotypes. Mm-hmm. And I fit into a whole bunch of fucking stereotypes. <laughs> but people don't even know I'm half Latin. Like people would never know I'm like Puerto Rican. Like really, like yep. I'm half Puerto Rican, but you would not know it. You know, and I get judged from even Puerto Rican people because of the color of my skin and the fact that I don't fucking speak Spanish. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> they're like, oh, you ain't Puerto Rican. You know what I'm saying? That's racist as fuck. But my thing is that as people, if we communicate more, certainly young men that are feeling like they have this depression, they feel inadequate. Just because you might work at Mickey D's or another job, that doesn't mean that you should not have self-worth. And us judging women and putting women in certain boxes, certainly like those incel motherfuckers, they are the worst. Mm. To me, they're all like, you know, pause on this, but like micro penis, weird motherfuckers that can't like just get a girl or like whoever they want. And like you go on the Internet and now you hate everybody. Like that's some weak Mm -hmm. ass shit. Like. I don't know. It's just the way I grew up. Like I was talking to girls at five years old. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, like straight up. Made like, to. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yes. Like I had like I had bought a girl like a pearl necklace set from a like little value store or whatever, and gave it to her on her birthday. And I was six, and her dad came to school and cussed me out. Damn. Because he was just like, he was like, you talk, you treating her like you. He's like, you working too fast. You buying her jewelry and shit. I was like, that's what my dad be doing. I was six. I was six. And Wayne, no, I've never like had an issue talking to women or anything. (laughs) So I've seen this guy. The most attractive (laughs) thing, though. So let me. So, okay, this is a good this is a good question. How do you know? How should a guy know when he can approach a woman? I'm so fucking old school. Okay. Wayne, I'm Mm -hmm. so fucking old school. I loved it when guys would approach me randomly at the club or wherever I was at. Like, I would be, you know, in the mall or at the gas station, whatever, and a lot of chicks are like, don't come up to me when I'm pumping gas or don't come. I was like, if if they seemed like a decent human being and that they were legitimately just trying to, like, give me a compliment or open the door for me or say something sweet to me, I thrived on that shit because <laughs> i take so much time on my appearance yes and exactly. i thought it yeah. was wonderful that it was being appreciated mm-hmm. and let's just say i'm at the gas station pumping gas right mm-hmm. and i don't know my husband but my husband is walking by and he's like i just want to let you know that you look very beautiful today if i was an asshole and i was like don't be trying to you know shoot your shot with me and i'm over here trying to pump gas i just missed out on the biggest blessing of my life because mm-hmm. maybe he understands that there's a, a high po- probability he will never see me again yep and he's going to take that one moment to just 
I think you look great today or you know I really like your hair or whatever they happen to say or at the club at the bar I'm just sitting there with my girls having a good time it's all about your approach you know you can be creepy with it or you can be highly respectful <laughs> some real creepy motherfuckers yeah that, man. that is such a good point that is such a good point yo creepy Wayne seems to be the norm I know some yo. creepy motherfuckers that is the norm now that is the yeah when I was growing up, it was cool. Like, everybody wanted to be like Jay-Z or Nas. You know, you either mm -hmm. wanted to be that intellectual brother that seemed like he was, like, you know, black power. Or you wanted to be, like, the cool motherfucker that, like, he hustled, but, like, he had his shit together. And he was, like, he gonna get out the life. That was yeah. what we focused on. Now it's, like, motherfuckers just stare at you. No, that's not cool to just, like, yeah. if you if you want to say something, just approach me and say something. But don't be creepy with it. Like, <laughs> hey, girl, what size bra do you wear? Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah, that's wild. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. Wild, that's ridiculous. But if you want to just, you see a girl, like, with a bunch of her friends or whatever, and she's, I'm the type of female, if you came to me respectfully and was like, I just want to let you know you're, like, the most beautiful girl I've ever seen. I'm going to be like... Hello, right. thank yeah, you, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, what's yeah. your name? But not all women are like that. And I think some women, do not anyone hate me for this, but if you're not particularly attractive and you see other females getting hit on, you hate men because they're not hitting on you. So yep. you're going to create a whole movement of men are so disrespectful coming up to me and da 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 da, da. And Men should not feel like they should be... A, I'm sorry, sweetie, that nobody's doing that for you and mm -hmm. that nobody is filling up your little emotional tank on, you know, compliments or whatever. But do, don't take it out on all men and don't take it out on all women because, you know, I never had an issue with it. Somebody want to tell me that I'm beautiful. Why the fuck am I going to be mad about that? Right. Exactly. You know, I feel like we need to and Wayne talked about this recently. Um hmm. He said that we have an issue with personal responsibility in this world now because um, we can put it on on. I got anxiety or I got depression or I'm on yeah. pills. Or I'm fucked up or I had fucked up childhood and shit like that. We kind of identified that that's not really an excuse for future behavior. It can explain future behavior, but it's not mm -hmm. an excuse. You have to work past it no matter how fucked up your past was. But I think that people don't understand that you kind of do have to put some work into yourself to be yeah. attractive to the other oh my person. God, thank you. <laughs> right. you gotta wash your ass at least. <laughs> Shit, I was waiting for the other shoe to drop on that one. I was like, absolutely, there are certain things that need to be done. Mm -hmm. There are certain things that need to be done. Like, do you think it's easy for me to get, get ready to go to the club? Fuck no. no There's no. hours that are spent and no. in, in time putting into getting ready to go to the club. Hair, makeup, picking mm -hmm. your outfits. You know, I'm pasty as fuck. I do a spray tan. <laughs> I got head to toe spray tan on. I got all this stuff. Lashes, nails, shoes. Then your shoes, your feet are fucked up and hurting by the end of the night. You got freaking no. scabs and sores all over your feet trying to walk to and fro. Don't don't have a jacket on either, even if it's one degrees outside. Yep. Because you want to show out your little outfit or whatever you got on. So you're freezing cold. You have pneumonia of the booty hole. Your feet hurt. <laughs> you fucking, you know, spent three hours getting ready. Yes, I want you to say something about how I look tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. But if you're not putting Thank you. That's all I want to hear. It, 
That's the yeah. truth. That's the truth. And guys, let me tell y'all from the opposite. Dudes, women will put hours into getting dressed. My G, don't you fucking go to the club in some sweatsuits and some fucking sweatshorts oh, acting like you're supposed man. to be able to get her number. How about you These motherfucking go ahead, suits. go to the mall. Yeah, come on, man. What the fuck are y'all no. doing? Like, come Bro, on. First go, of all, no, watch stop. your ass. Stop. First, go to, <laughs> go to Ross. Go to Ross. Thank you. Can you can spend the quarter, Pick the up quarter of the money something. that you spend on a, a, a button-up, some nice loop fit pants. Bro, you good for the night, man. Women love that, bro. That's Nike sweatpants. Don't get me wrong. The sweatsuits, I understand that they're expensive. But just because something it costs a lot of money doesn't mean that it looks good. And it doesn't mean it matches what your woman is wearing. Fellas, look at what your women have on. Thank and you, you have to try to match them. Get a shape up. You have up. to have at least one get outfit. Get a shape up. Do something like you got to if you certainly if you single out here and you like one of these incel motherfuckers, the reason why you alone is because <laughs> right. you in the motherfucking house popping pimples, eating boogers, and you know what I'm saying? Like you ain't even trying to like go to the gym. You ain't even trying to like eat right. You know what I'm saying? You're not even right. fucking putting no effort into it. Like straight up, like no not everybody's gonna be the rock. Motherfuckers think they gotta be the rock to be able to talk to a woman. Do you think My every woman is overweight? You think every woman <laughs> looks like or feels like? That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like because the way he carried himself. Right, he carried himself nice. Time, yes, the first time I met him, we were all going to the club together. I did my whole getting ready routine. I had glitter fucking everywhere. I had it all, <laughs> and I had on a sequence one piece jumpsuit. It was super skin tight. I was looking for a man. You know, that's what <laughs> my goal was, and he picked up on that energy. He looked immaculate. His hair was wow. perfect. His beard was perfect. I could see the sheen of like oil on his skin. Yeah. I was like, oh nice. my God. He was, the, he was ready he for the club. Like, yes, exactly, he had, like, man. Nice button up shirt on. You know, he had um, some type of like Chelsea boots or something on. And mm -hmm. he just approached me with like the utmost confidence and respect and just. He was slick is what he was. And <laughs> by the end of the night, I was like, oh, my God. I was trying to play it cool. Like, I didn't really like him that much. That's what you're like, supposed to do. Uh, you're supposed to play it yeah. off. That's fine. That's the game. And we're married okay. now. See? Like, yeah. yeah, right? Yeah. See? When I met my wife, the first thing I told her was like, look, we ain't going to be no motherfucking friends. I said it just like that, word for word. Because I hate that shit. You know what I'm saying? Everybody always want... Man, I'm not being your motherfucking be your friend. friend. Fuck that. I don't want to be your friend. I don't want you to think about it. She was like, oh, I just got out of a long-term relationship. I was like, that's great and all. I'm not your friend. Right. I got friends. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Need My friends, they out there right now on the corner. Like, I don't <laughs> need no type of friends. Mm -hmm. My friends are, you know... No. I'm looking for, like, something real. And she respected that. And I also picked up the phone and talked to her. I didn't just text her yeah. 24 fucking seven. Mm -hmm. I actually had, and, I, and she lived in Tennessee when I lived in Cleveland. So I had to make an effort to drive eight fucking hours to go see her. I put in the work. And when we wasn't together wow. physically, we used to do what she liked to do, which is play Call of Duty, which I thought was sexy as shit. <laughs> so we'll be playing Call of Duty together. She'd be shooting all these motherfuckers up, not suck. <laughs> but the one thing I did do was talk to her and have confidence mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying we all got hang-ups right. out this world you know what i mean i am short as fuck like i am super duper short it's like disability short <laughs> but oh like, it's not that bad it's not that bad <laughs> to me it is i wish i was like because i think your husband is like uh like what, six two or six three i saw him in a few of your pictures on instagram not to be instagram stalking 
He's on. Well, he looks mm-hmm. like you know. He looks like a nice big dude. He's a big dude. Mm-hmm. So that's. I would love to be like that, but I'm not. My wife is a, actually an inch taller than me. So, but I never had that be a like serious problem in terms of my mm-hmm. confidence to talk to her because she done dated tall men. She undated all types of motherfuckers, and look who she with. She with me. Yeah. So it's for that's a reason. because you have confidence, which is the most attractive thing. I promise you, you can get any girl in this world with a level of confidence. And it honestly, if your physical hygiene is up to par and you have confidence, <laughs> yeah. you can get and you're funny. Mm-hmm. Fuck off! You can get any girl that you want. And the thing is, when I wear heels. I'm taller than my husband because I'm actually five uh, seven. Mm-hmm. So when I put really tall heels on, we're either the same height or I'm a little bit taller than him. Mm-hmm. And he used to say that he loved that I was tall. And I was like, well, what if I was as tall as you or taller than you? And he was like, I'll climb that tree. And I was like, okay. Yeah, I, I... So he he just made me feel special. And he was confident. And he was. Uh, you know, funny, and that's all it really takes. And he loves <laughs> you, and you know hard. he loves you. So yeah. I'm trying to tell you, a lot of these guys out here, man, that feels like trade wives is the way. A lot of that shit is because of your own issues. If you're a man out there, and you're forcing your wife or your girlfriend to stay at home and cook and clean. It's probably your ego talking to you, bro. Yeah. And yeah. if you're Absolutely. a woman that want to go ahead and do that, shit, fuck it, that's on you. You know, that's on you. That's, that's on my you. Thing. That's on yeah. you. But don't feel pressured. Just don't talk do a shit about other people to a man. that's not doing it. You know? I hate that shit. Yeah, don't talk yeah. shit about other people. That is that is so right. And I feel like the world is progressing in an okay way. It's, feel, it's still crazy. <laughs> and we got some serious mm-hmm. issues. But I feel like having more women be independent makes them safer. Yes. Yeah. Straight up. I agree. It's, it's it's safer because you can get out of a relationship now and not be like, oh, she's my property and weird shit like that. Mm-hmm. Right? You know what Which mean? is another ego trip in itself. Yeah. If you, I own her. That's some crazy shit. Yeah. If y'all yeah. into some <laughs> some dumb, you know, slave shit, that's fine. <laughs> but that's your own yeah, personal business. Words, that's, that's another thing. But we ain't talking about safe words here. We're talking about somebody who is is doing like spousal rape and stuff like that or or just treating their wife like a doggy bag, pretty much, because they think, because I make all the money, you should do whatever I deem necessary for you to do. Mm-mm, mm-mm. That's what Wayne said. He don't want no slave. Yeah. So, nope. Nope, nope. But I, I will tell you, the last thing I will say is that I love that my wife, and when she cooks for me, I come home. <laughs> That makes me real happy. <laughs> she ain't got to, though. I'll cook. But she told me personally that when she wants to eat and she's hungry and if I cook it, she would rather her cook it because she knows it's going to be good. And she, <laughs> she says that I don't season food good enough. So, Oh, really? Yeah, that's, well, that's, there that's you go. Surprising. See? <laughs> See what I'm saying? And I went to high school to be a culinary person. I lost all that shit. <laughs> I can't cook <laughs> shit. I forgot. So, you know. They don't really be teaching you how to season shit anyways. <laughs> Have you went to some of these expensive restaurants? I'd be like, hell no. This tastes yeah. like dog shit. Yeah. I want something that's, like, been greased up and, like, fried right, yeah. and smothered and covered. That's what I want to eat. I don't want y'all little twig and your little half a mm. lettuce leaf. I'm good on that shit. I need yeah, to Yeah, none be, of that. Uh, <laughs> hey, when I leave James, the establishment. Like, like the menu. Mm-hmm. We don't need any of that food from the menu, man. 
don't know if you've, you've seen that movie. Uh, yeah. Have you seen the gen- the menu? <laughs> have you seen the menu Which yet? One? It's called the menu. on HBO Max. Yeah, mm. with the the guy that plays Voldemort. Yeah, yeah, it is the guy that yeah, plays Voldemort. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the, the, the pretty girl with the big bug eyes. Yes. Yeah. Yep, her. Yep. That, that. Oh, she's gorgeous. I just love her so much. That's a, I don't know what it is about her. If you haven't seen that movie, that's a good movie. Like, mm-hmm. but all the food in there is eight courses, but the eight, each course is like 100 calories or some shit. Yeah. And it's got like a weird message behind each. Yes. Now, now, now. It's just so cerebral. What, what did you think your the message was in the whole movie? Like at the end, you say you saw it, right? So um, yeah, me and my husband love decoding movies. Awesome, it was great, great for us. So what did you think, like towards the end, where she, you know, had him make the hamburger and um, and you know, she got to leave? What do you think happened there? I think that the whole movie was talking about how um, shitty our society is right now because everyone's a fucking hypocrite. And they have no skills to back up any of it. Like, the dude that brought her there Mm -hmm. was a food critic. And he was a foodie kind of guy. And he had an opinion on fucking everything. But he didn't even know how to cook. Nope. That motherfucker, that food was fucked up. And then they say that the, the restaurant itself was known for its bread. Right, and they were all complaining because they didn't there get no bread. bread with their meals. But he said, "No, you're elite. Mm. Bread's always been for the peasants. Yeah, you're not a peasant. Why? Why are you complaining that you're not eating bread?" Mm-hmm. So it was another like slap in the face. Like you think you're great, you think you're better than everyone else, but you want to eat peasant food. Why is that? And. I think that her asking for the hamburger was the joy and the passion and the love have been sucked out of everything because people are such pompous asses. Everyone's got an opinion. Everyone's critical of everything. They think they know everything. Mm -hmm. And it's like at the end of the day, the greasy fucking cheeseburger with the fucking onions grilled at the bottom it's the best food on the planet that you could eat. And mm. instead you want to eat some raw sushi fucking fish paste shit with a <laughs> twig on the top. And it's like, go back to simplicity, joy, gotcha. passion, enjoyment of eating food. They dissect the food. They don't even eat it. And mm. that's what he said is don't eat. Enjoy but it. like, what did he say? Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Mm. Like, don't eat, but observe uh, you know whatever whatever and i think it was all a test to see who could get the point of the whole murdering people <laughs> <laughs> so wayne can you recap that what was, you thought about it yeah because that was similar right that was kind of about no i think she was more similar to yours mine was i think like when she went to his study when she found the study and you know found out he you know he he started in like a burger shop yeah Mm -hmm. i think like her her asking him for the burger uh humanized him so it kind of brought him back to life it kind of brought him back to almost his childhood you know because like just like you said he was just such a big jerk you know what i mean like just this wannabe gordon ramsay ass dude and 
You know what I mean? And, and she just brought him back to life by saying, I want something simple. I want this. And he made it for her. And she just took one bite and kind of fucking wasted it. Right. And I think that hurt him just a little bit. But I think that's why he allowed him to leave. Because it's sometimes, it's like you said, it's the simple things that kind of come out of you. And, 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 and you could be as hard as you want on the exterior. But it's always that one little thing that makes you just, it breaks. And it comes out of you, you know. But I also thought that the movie itself meant was like just like people just thought too highly of themselves you know it's it, you know it's you know like you had like those three yeah, guys that they, came in they, they, and they were like oh uh do you know mm -hmm. who we work with and do you know or like we can like get the fuck out of here you know this is our shit if you don't like it you can fucking leave but there's always those people there because this may be off topic but i like a lot of gordon ramsay and boy rescue and shit like that and they always bring in the mayor or somebody you know to try to criticize their food i'm like yo fuck that this is my dream this is what i want to do we don't need your criticism and so yeah i think it's kind of shown a light on everybody who thinks they know what the fuck they're talking about the twitter the instagram and everybody with these gatekeeping mentalities and these thoughts and shit you know i think it kind of spoke to a lot of those people just everybody seems to shut up eat a hamburger you know and that's what's really going to keep you safe and alive out here you know so to speak yeah my so husband speak, kind know? of yeah he said that and i agreed with him that mm -hmm. they were soulless mm -hmm. dry pontificating pompous asses and she asked him to make a soul food item so she was awakening in him the reason he was doing everything that he was doing it was out of love for food comfort mm -hmm. food soul food eating something and it revigorating you not only fulfilling your appetite but also the way you feel when you eat that food like eating fried chicken mm -hmm. is way different than eating you know one of these pompous ass like things that you can get at a five-star restaurant and yeah. they thanked him at the end for killing them they were thanking him for mm -hmm. turning them into s'mores right and he even said like s'mores are the most cheapest god-awful like blah 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 and he turned them into human s'mores and roasted them and they were like thank you right. because they knew they were so unfulfilled in such asses and so ready to die because they had nothing to live for and they've sucked all the joy and life out of everything that they were they were like thank you for murdering me <laughs> God because damn. i'm such an asshole mm -hmm. i really think that that movie was a treatise on society because you had like yes i do too the former celebrity slash pseudo celebrity in terms of the actor you had the mm -hmm. actual critics, which is like a big thing. I think about like South Park and the Yelp episode where everybody was like, oh, I'm on Yelp and you got to give me free food. So you had like the critics and then you had the, the guy that was acting like he knew so much about high fat, like high food, like high quality food, but didn't really. Is this bergamot Right, untasting? like the fuck, like you <laughs> could hear it on Instagram and YouTube and shit, but you don't know how to make that shit. You the clown, yeah. you know, and you're just. Since you are doing it and talking about it so much, you destroy the value of it for the people that actually are the creators. And then, you know, you had the, the, the mayor or whatever the fuck he was, that senator dude that was cheating on his mm -hmm. wife. And they had like a fake relationship, which was like 
the 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 actual view of marriage in America and mm-hmm. why so many people get divorced. I just felt like every person that was written like really represented like a part and of she society. Was like a, she was like an escort. Yeah, she was an yeah, the girl yeah, was an escort. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. She was I think she was a like a uh she said she changed but she was a high end escort. Yeah. Yep. So he said that he the the head chef said, Yeah, I can tell a worker, right? A service a service worker. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when I now thinking about it and hearing what you folks talked about about that movie, it makes me think about Fight Club. Oh, well yeah. And about how Fight Club was all about how the elitists need to be destroyed because we all need to be on an equal playing field again because the people that are in this society and this kind of wraps up like this topic how Mm -hmm. fight club talked about how we are the disenfranchised the people without a true war the people that doesn't have a major calamity to fall behind and these 15 24 year old kids that's what they're growing up in like they grew up they was born after 9-11, you know what I mean? Like, or they grew up, mm-hmm. they didn't understand it. They didn't have like a major war or a major thing they had to fight. And also white men were told since they've been mature that they kind of ain't shit because mm-hmm. of like the Black Lives Matter movement and then the Me Too movement. So they feel so much pressure on them. I can't understand why they would want to burn down the world. And that's kind of how that movie to me seemed like when they burned down the restaurant, it was like burning down the known world because we don't respect the people that are at the bottom and we all hate the motherfuckers at top because they hate us. So that's good. That's really good. And it's like destroying those structures that have been put in place for people. And it's also destroying that idea of like your opinion doesn't mean shit nope at all your opinion is fucking dog shit you are in the grand scheme of things just another normal person no Mm -hmm. matter your status or pedigree your opinion is shit yes so if you don't have some way of like bettering society just keep it to yourself (laughs) we gotta be better than that we have to be better than that like as a society, we have to be better than that. Yeah. So I think we all can agree that trade wives is just something that it's not trade wives, trad wives. Jeez Louise. Mm-hmm. I just want to put an E on it so bad. It's killing me so nerves. It's it's a sound better. So we all think that that is a choice if you want to make it. You know, if you want to go ahead and be a, it's really called stay at home moms. Really, what the fuck? Yeah, it is. really. Yeah, if you want to be a stay at home yeah, wife, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I put these weird mm-hmm. TikTok names on it. If you want to do that, that's your choice. But just don't go on TikTok and Instagram, YouTube, and try to convince other motherfuckers that them going to work is wrong or make fun of right. a woman going out and getting a career or just having to have a fucking job. Mm-hmm. Not everybody. Because at the end of the day, your opinion is shit. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So. so I think that quite does it, man. Look, <laughs> YFM, thank you, Cosmic Peach. Thank you for coming on. Thank you thank for you. Thank you so joining much. us. As you already know, y'all can go ahead and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at YFM Pod or YFM Podcast on YouTube. And we're all on the platforms. Obviously, you guys know we also have our Patreon. Make sure you come and sign up for that if you want exclusive content from us. And Cosmic Peace, tell them where they can find you at. Go ahead and let them know what you got going on, too. 
All right. So, yeah, thank you. I just want to tell the listeners one more time where they can go to get their minds blown, and that's Cosmic <laughs> Beach Podcast. I'm on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, and I do have a YouTube channel. You can find it just by typing in Cosmic Beach Podcast. But, yeah, this has been great. Thank you. We'll have to team up again maybe on my show. Yes. And yes. talk about yeah, all kinds of stuff. Definitely. Yeah, we, we're <laughs> definitely open to talk about anything like uh conspiracy theory wise or if you want to talk about something else we are too it's a lot of stuff out there that we might not know a lot about because it's not like our main podcast focus but we know some shit about some, yeah. some crazy <laughs> ass stuff that's going on out here you know but you know, i believe you the only thing i don't believe in is chemtrails that's the only thing i don't believe in everything else oh. is very fucking possible <laughs> only reason I <laughs> <can respect> that. <laughs> so that's almost everything you know everything else yeah reptiles walking around that shit seems like it makes sense to me so <laughs> i can see that shit happening you know what i mean for real so yeah let us know we always down but thank you so much thank you all right peace out y'all wayne go ahead and say peace to the people homie peace guys thank y'all thank y'all for listening <laughs>